Welcome to the Financially Independent Teachers Podcast, where educators come together to discuss their journey on the road to financial independence. Now, please join our co-host, Dave and Brandon, as they prepare to help other educators get fit with their finances. Welcome and thanks for joining us on episode 152 of the Financially Independent Teachers Podcast. If you think your story could help other educators and you'd be willing to come on the show, please check out our webpage, financiallyindependentteachers.com, and fill out the form to come on the show. Coach Spees, there was no form needed uh, for tonight's guest to to fill out the form to come on the show. This has been a long, long wait. Uh, He's a very busy man. Uh, family man, teacher, coach, doing a lot of different things, teaching at high school, but also virtual. So I just feel so lucky to have uh, Brandon back on the show. It's kind of a historic event uh, for the Fit Family, Coach. Yeah, three years ago, almost to the day, was our, our very first episode recorded. We recorded it with Brandon Akins, and he is a Fit legend. Uh, the second most downloaded uh, episode ever just behind J.L. Collins, the godfather of Fi. So uh, Brandon Akins is a fit legend and we've got him back on the show tonight. Yeah, literally he's it's funny. It's uh J.L. Collins is number one, Brandon Akins is number two, and J.L. Collins is number three. So Brandon is sandwiched <laughs> in between like a New York Times bestseller there. But yeah. uh Brandon, thank you so much for coming back on the show and thank you for uh taking a chance on us three years ago and being willing to share your story. How are things in beautiful Swansboro, North Carolina, AKA God's country? Hey man, I, it's, it's awesome. I really can't complain. Even if I did complain, I don't think uh, anybody would listen or want to hear it. So, uh, but honestly, things are great. And I appreciate you guys having me back on. I know, um, you know, from episode one, all the way to where you guys are at now, it's uh, pretty incredible. You guys have uh, really helped a lot of people. Uh, you brought it, you know, the message of financial independence, like all over, not just North Carolina, but uh, not just the U.S., but I see that you have people all over the world that are listening to you guys. And, um, you know, I look up to both of you guys. You're, we're friends, um, but, you know, I, I pull a lot of inspiration on how I conduct myself, how I try to teach, how I try to live my life from you guys. And I think a lot of other people are doing that as well. So um, appreciate you having me back and, uh you know, looking forward to it. So we're so happy to have you back. And again, this is one of those fun episodes where there is no plan. (laughs) It's literally three old coaching buddies hanging out, talking, and this is kind of what we do, you know, just when we chat, but for the listeners who probably weren't listening three years ago on that first ever (laughs) episode, could you give us just a quick recap about where you teach, what you teach, how long you've been teaching and even like your marital status with your family and stuff? Sure, absolutely. So I uh, have been teaching since 2010. I started out at Jacksonville High School. Uh, I taught at Jacksonville for 10 years and now I am at Havelock High School and I'm going, I'm in year 14. Um, So been there for four years now. I uh, am married. My wife, Leilani, is a second grade teacher. Uh, She is a much better educator than I am. And I tell you what, those elementary school people, listen, man, I, I, you know, if we had to do that where I'm at, I don't know if I'd be a teacher. Honestly, they, they put a lot of effort in that. Um, I have two children. Uh, my daughter, Alexandria, is seven. She's in uh, first grade. And my son, Jack, is five. And he's in preschool school currently. So 
uh, yeah, that's that's about Daniel. And you live in Swansboro, North Carolina. Yep. I spent uh, uh, a part of my teaching co- coaching career in Swansboro. What a great community that is to live in, huh? Oh, it's yeah, it's awesome. Um, still, you know, go up to the Walmart and I see, uh, you know, my old teachers and uh, coaches and things like that. And it's always like a little reunion. It's pretty cool. It's a very tight knit, small community. Um, it's busy. I mean, it's gotten more busy as time has gone on with, uh, uh, it's, you know, getting really big or whatever in the Walmart, of course, uh, brought a lot of attention down there. So, but, uh, I, yeah, forgot, I, I forgot that you were from Swansboro. You graduated from Swansboro high school. I just was reminded of that fact. Yes, sir. Yep. I, uh, graduated from Swansboro high school, in 2006, uh, North Carolina teaching fellow. I went to, uh, UNC Pembroke. Uh, graduated in 2010 and uh, started my teaching journey, like I said, at Jacksonville. Um, everybody, you know, kind of gives me a hard time. They want me to come back to Swans around. There's been a couple of times, one very recently where uh, I considered going back uh, to old Swansboro. Um, but I do love Havelock. I can't lie. <laughs> so I got it made. I also, uh, I, you know, I got to throw this in. I do teach NCBPS, which is North Carolina Virtual Public School. I've been doing that now for this is going on my fourth year. We got sent home for the COVID pandemic. And when I transferred to Havelock, uh, all the kids were at home. We were 100 percent virtual and we weren't allowed to coach or anything like that. And I just, you know, I was sitting around. I just I was antsy. So um, took the opportunity. And um, yeah, so I'm teaching history now. I'm dual certified history and science, but I'm teaching history at uh, Havelock. I teach uh, currently civics. Economics, personal finance, and a- APUS history, and then um, through NZPPS, I teach science. So I've taught biology, earth science, physical science, a little bit of everything. So, all right, I've got I've got a couple of questions for you, stemming off that. Um, okay. You've been doing this whole online teaching thing through the state, which I know those numbers are dwindling because you know, with the help of you, you kind of showed me where you can apply and seems like every year there's less and less positions available. There aren't as many kids doing it now that the pandemic's, I guess, over. Uh, if you had a ballpark over the last four years, gross, how much money do you think you've made in addition to your regular teaching job by putting yourself out there, getting in that network and be willing to go above and beyond uh, your classroom teaching? So I'll be honest with you. I haven't considered like total numbers, but if I had to put, I mean, at least 20, at least 20 a year. So I'm 70 to 80,000. Yeah. Wow. 70 to $80,000 in four years. That's a nice little, a nice little boost. And then my, my second question is, I know that at least I think it's your first year teaching the new uh, economics and personal finance class in North Carolina. How is that going for you? How are the kids at Havelock high school responding to economics and personal finance and you know, how can your journey, I guess this is kind of a loaded question. I like to do that, but how, how is your journey with finances and the podcast and all the other things that you've been a part of and following us? How has that impacted you teaching it? Uh, honestly, I think it's prepared me like for it. Um, no doubt. Uh, you know, I, I taught in the classroom next to you for many years and um, we taught civics and economics and any, every time we got to the economics piece, you know, that's usually like a six week thing and you, you really did a great job. Um, and so I actually, my first time teaching uh, this new um, class was last spring. So I have a year and a half now uh, into So a full year, a full year, but three semesters. And um, at first I was, not, you know, didn't really know what to expect or whatever, but I have to admit that if you're a social studies teacher in the state of North Carolina 
and you have the opportunity to do the uh, North Carolina Council for Economic Education, um, their personal development is by far the best personal development I, or professional development, excuse me, that I've ever done. Um, it's pretty amazing. And it was, you know, it's a week long deal, eight hours a day. And it sounds like a lot, but man, the amount of information, the wealth of information that you learn in that is just absolutely incredible. Uh, so I have to say that first. Um, I also have, a. uh, uh my department chair, his name's John Noel. He's in the classroom next to me at Havelock and he teaches nothing but econ and he's been amazing as well. Um, and so in terms of where I was at for my, you know, for me to be able to explain to my students, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can. You know what I mean? You know, they see a teacher and they think, oh, teachers, you know, you can't make money. And I tell them right out the gate that that's just not true. Um, on reality, it doesn't matter what your job is or what your career is. Um, if you are willing to make, uh, certain decisions, I would say that's, uh, required for, you know, you gotta have some discipline, obviously. Um, it's pretty impressive, you know, the things that you can get done. So, um, yeah, I love it. I, I really do. It's one of my favorite classes I've ever taught. So the kids are receptive to it. They're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when they first come in, it's about money, you know, obviously. So they they really like their ears perk up. We teach seniors um, so they, you know, they really, really come in with, you know, an open mind. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that always gets them uh, is the compounding interest calculator. Like I do that like very quickly and they just their minds are blown um, when they see what the power of compound interest over the course of, you know, their entire working career can possibly be. So. Uh, I like to use an example of a student in class, you know, we, we kind of gauge, you know, what do they want to do when they graduate? Not every kid is going to college perfectly fine. Some want to go into the trades and things like that. And so I'll just say, Hey, you know, you know, John over here has got, uh, he's 18 years old. Let's say he just puts a hundred dollars in, you know, every single month until he, you know, retires at age 60 and, you know, all of them are kind of like, you know, blown away by that. So, and, you know, I don't really have a lot of apathy in there. Uh, I, you know, I try to keep it as, um, as loose in there. That's my teaching style, of course, is like keep it loose, keep a good open relationship. And, uh, yeah, they, they're very receptive. They, they really enjoy it. So yeah, they're always like, get in there. I got like over 30 kids in every class and like, they keep, they keep going up to guidance trying to get in there. And I wish I could, I, I teach as many of them as I could, you know what I mean? But yeah, I love it. Yeah, and they do too. So. I'm glad to hear you say that the training was good, um, that you enjoyed the training. I, I, I became certified to, to, to lead that training. And last summer, I got a chance to do that. I, I didn't get a chance to do it in person. I had to do it virtually. And, and so I don't think it was quite as good that way. But um, there's so many resources. And sometimes just imposing order on all the resources is tough because they throw so much at you that you can use. And, you know, I, so I, I tried to focus on you know, just a few of the resources that I thought they could use and be able to teach the entire course and do well with, you know, so they didn't kind of get bogged down with so many options that they don't know where to where to go. But what are the resources that you have found that you've used the most? Uh, you know, it may just be you've used Dave's stuff because Dave's stuff is, is really good. But but uh, were there any resources that you were introduced to that you're like, man, these are this is some of the best stuff to use with kids? Yeah. So MRU, I love their stuff. Um uh, they have, uh, a lot of, they got interactives, they got, you know, videos, things that go along with everything we're going to be teaching. Also, there was a, um, 
a teacher named Dr. Towns out of Kinston um, or I, Lenore. I think he was actually at the Lenore Early College. Uh, he provided us with uh, quite a bit as well. Um, a pretty, you know, pretty much the entire curriculum, a lot of games and things like that. And so what's great about the econ class is there is a lot of uh, resources that allow hands on instead mm-hmm. of just um, and that, that's been the best part about it. So, uh, anything I can get my hands on that allows my students to be interacting and, um, really personalizing their education, because what's great about it is, you know, what this student over here is doing in terms of thinking about they're going to college or a four-year university, something like that. And then this student is going to go straight into the workforce. We can tailor the class and how they research and how they, you know, do the, investigative projects and and things like that specifically to them and i think that really takes ownership to them and gives them an opportunity to you know kind of see where they're going to be in the future uh so yeah um yeah, I, i'm I glad mean, yeah go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say we're glad to have people like you teaching that class because i know that uh coach aiken's class man the kids love to get in coach aiken's class and hang out and talk about star wars and uh conspiracy theories and all the other fun things that they get the kids excited. It was so fun. Uh, you know, it's just not been the same since Brandon's moved on to, to bigger, better things at Havelock. Literally being right next to each other for about a decade was probably the the most fun part of my career, Coach. I miss I miss having him there, getting a little sentimental. But I think Brandon, he has a superpower, Coach. Um, I think a lot of times, uh, not people who listen to our show, of course, because they know that as a teacher, like Brandon said, it really could be any job. Whether you make fifty-five grand a year as a teacher or fifty-five grand a year as a plumber, you know, if you make fifty-five grand, you got to try to live off forty-five grand or fifty grand, and you know, find that gap number. But I think Brandon has a superpower that a lot of teachers don't think about. Is he's married to a teacher, as he said, married to a great teacher, and man, they have it made. I know that you know during the course of their career, it's not like they're out there making one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year or anything like that. But they both started right out of college right at 22 years old 23 years old and heck at 50 to 52 years old coach they're gonna have 30 years teaching they're gonna be making probably 90,000 80 to 90,000 dollars a year in their pension and then they'll both collect social security in North Carolina so at 62 years old Brandon and his wife Leilani will probably be making about 115 120,000 dollars a year doing nothing so what a cool thing to be on the same schedule as your spouse and have the summers off with your spouse Brandon, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, the way that you and your wife view money and doing things and just your attitude toward life with vehicles and travel. And how do you all make it happen on a dual teacher income? So we, um, first of all, a big thing, and I think this needs to be said is that we have a shared values when it comes to, um, life in general, but obviously money as well. Uh, we neither one of us are have ever been um, in need of you know displaying our wealth or trying to like impress other people or even uh, I guess the way to put it is I, I'm not um, I'm not low maintenance I'm pretty much no maintenance honestly <laughs> and so <laughs> for example like you you mentioned the vehicle um, as long as I can get from point A to point B I, I'm pretty good and you know we take care of those vehicles. Uh, obviously, I have a 2001 Honda Accord, um, and we have a 2015 Honda Accord as well. Both are paid off. Um, we maintain them, you know, 
as best we can, get the oil changed, take them in, um, do the 60,000, 100,000 mile, you know, tune-ups and stuff like that. Um, we, uh, you know, having those shared values, you know, has been really important to us. And we understand, you know, we talk pretty much every single day about, you know, what are we doing? Where are we at? Where do we want to be? What's our, you know, short-term goals? What do we want to do, you know, next year, the year after? Um, even in retirement, you know, we have a whole plan for like what we're going to do in retirement. And uh, I think that's been the best part is she's, you know, she's my wife and the mother of my children, but we're partners, you know. Um, and so we pretty much are on the same wavelength and we can know what the other's thinking. And uh, it just, it makes it easy. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, harp on that enough is that you have to find somebody and be with somebody that, you, you know, you share those values and, um, you have the same belief system, especially when it comes to money, you know. I have seen the two of you guys hanging out before. Matter of fact, at the campground uh, where my where my parents uh, own a place and, and go on a regular basis. And just watching you guys relax together, if, if I would be able to guess that the two of you have the same uh, life philosophy. I mean, you know, that, Dave, you just see him up there just laid out, hanging out, <laughs> not a care in the world. And that yeah. I think that kind of defines uh, the way you guys live your life. You you kind of move through life. You you you're goal oriented. I mean, you're one of the best football coaches in the state. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, your uh, uh, your kids are very lucky to have you as a coach. When you were coaching wrestling, you were quickly becoming one of the best wrestling coaches in the state. You're as good a teacher as it gets. I'm going to blow you up here a little bit, but it's all true. You know, it's all true. And um, and and so you have your goals and you pursue those, but at the same time, you I think you maintain a, a really high level of balance in your life, and that's why sometimes you're hard to get hold of too, because you maintain that balance, and you know oh, yeah. uh, it's hard to knock you off of that. And I would imagine when it comes to budgeting, you guys are probably the same way, and so you've been able to build wealth uh, based on just living probably a consistent lifestyle, knowing you the way I know you. That would be that would be what I would say his superpower is, Dave. Uh, he's got a superpower of living a balanced, consistent lifestyle where he pursues his goals. Um, it's it's uh, you know inch by inch, life is a cinch. You know, yard by yard, life is hard. He just kind of kind of moves at that pace. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got a great balance because you know here he's talking about driving. Uh, He's got this silver 2001 Honda. I know that thing's been in the shop multiple times. There'd be days where he's <laughs> driving a neighbor's car with an Iowa license plate. I mean, who knows what the X going on? Yeah. Was that hey. you, Akins? Wasn't that you with the Iowa license plate? Like you were driving that? Oh, no, 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 no. I just, I don't remember that. I, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure that was uh, you. it could be somebody else, but he's still driving the old car. But I don't want, you know, they aren't spending, you know, $500 at on clothes at the mall. They aren't running by Starbucks and doing $15 drinks, you know, 20 for the whole family and the kids getting one, but he doesn't live like some depraved life. Now, again, I, here I am speaking for the person that's here, but I, I don't want people to think that you guys just do nothing. Cause I feel like you guys are really good at finding what you value, but you do travel. It seems like multiple times a year, all of a sudden mm -hmm. I'll be like, dude, I've been trying to get up with you. Where have you been? Oh, sorry, man. Uh, we're in Florida for the last 10 days, you know, camping or with my parents, or we were just on a cruise. What do you guys enjoy spending money on? Because I know you don't spend a whole lot of money in like your day-to-day -day life, but you still do things up. I know you've been to Europe multiple times. Tell us about what you like to spend money on. Yeah, there you go. So 
uh, like you were saying, you know, it's been in the shop. My car's been in the shop multiple times. You know, I'd rather pay 500 to $1,000 once every two years than have a 500 to $1,000 car payment every month. I don't, that, I want no part of that. No desire for it. You know, car can have like Sirius XM or whatever. Listen, I can play Bluetooth on the one, you know, and I can, li- or I, honestly, like I can listen to my phone in my car. Just let it play from my phone. And, That's you know what I, I mean? do, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't need any of those things. Um, I know uh, a lot of people, you know, they they crave that kind of stuff, and that, that's fine. Like, do do you? That's just not us. Um, and so, yeah, we, um, you know, again, you know, in terms of like our budget, we don't stop every single day. I don't get coffee every day, or I don't go get breakfast out. I make breakfast at home. I meal prep for the entire week for my lunch. My dinners is the same thing. You know what I mean? And so we kind of have a, a schedule for that stuff, but it allows us to save money in different areas. You know what I mean? And um, what we do like to do is to make memories uh, with ourselves, with our children. Um, We try to be around, you know, my mother and father-in-law and then my mom and dad as much as we can with the kids to try to make those memories. And so, you know, we'll save um, and, you know, plan for a spring break vacation. And then uh, every July, um, the way that our schedule works out, uh, we don't have football workouts uh, in July. So, uh, we plan a good uh, trip that's, you know, um, for, um, you know, for our summers. And it could be, you know, we went to, uh, like you mentioned, and we went to Europe uh, two years ago. This this July, we're planning on going cross country. You know, we're kind of looking into that, maybe rent an RV or something. Uh, we haven't kind we haven't really figured out exactly what we're going to do, but we know where we want to go. And um, it's just, you know, that's what life's about is you know, creating those experiences and, you know, we get one shot at this and there's so much out there and we want our kids to be able to experience. And I feel as though, um, you know, when they make those memories, they will grow as individuals as well. And they'll, they'll realize that it's not about things, you know, um, things can be, you know, you, they can be replaced and it's just, they're not important. What's important is the people you're with um, and trying to, you know, you know, make those memories that last forever. And uh, like you guys mentioned, um, I am a very private person. Uh, I'm very busy uh, with my public life, you know, being a school teacher and uh, being a coach and, and, and things like that. But when I come home, I'm shut off. You know what I mean? My, my phone goes to, I have it set immediately goes to do not disturb at four o'clock every day. It doesn't turn on until the next day. I'll plug it in when I get home and I don't, you know, I won't mess with it. Um, Pretty much every weekend we will do something as a family. We like to go hiking, um, which is local trails around here. It costs very, it costs nothing. You know what I mean? You show up, um, you go get a hike in three, six miles. Kids get a lot of exercise. They get, you know, get home. They're going to crash out. You know what I mean? Uh, we pack our lunch, bring it with us. And um, yeah, it works for us. You know, I know, I know that's not what everybody can do, but I'm not trying to live like everybody. I'm trying to, you know, live the way that we want to live. So. Um, I think, um, if it came down to it, you know, I'd be willing to spend <laughs> quite a bit of money, uh, for the trip and the vacation that we want, uh, in comparison to like a new vehicle. I just honestly don't ever see myself doing something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it works for us, you know, um, making those memories and, um, you know, one thing about it is, uh, I think you have to have, um, you know, Spee said it, we, you know, that life balance and everybody talks about balance, balance. Um, and sometimes it does come at a cost with relationships with other people, but um, 
in the end, if it, they're truly your friend and they, they understand and they have similar goals and beliefs and philosophy that you do, they won't take it personal because it's not personal. Um, it's just what I have to do for, for us, you know? Um, and it's like, you know, fly you and I, you know, we can go a month or two without talking then boom, you know, we're right back on it. We're good. Uh, we don't take, you know, anything personal like that in terms of me missing yesterday morning's recording for tonight, which you guys graciously helped me out with. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, hey, yeah. look. Uh, I've, I've told Dave and I joke sometimes. I'll be, I'll be like, man, if you, if you, uh, if you texted Brandon, if you would have been able to get it, no, haven't. I, I texted him. He didn't uh, contact me back. Uh, same thing. I was like, yeah, I texted him. I haven't heard back from him. Uh, yeah. We, we know the deal. We all know. And we, yeah, as long like, as I know he's alive, we're good. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I think Spies, you and I were talking the week that we played Newburn back in September. Yeah. And you, you know, you'd ask about recording. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I love talking with you guys. I love coming on here. I listen to you guys. And then, um, and I was like, uh, but I'm going to get home pretty late. And you, you were like, oh yeah, I got two games and I, I'm still going to be recording. And I was like, that you had to go, go to, uh, you know, for admin duty. And I was like, oh, I get it. I see what you're saying. But, uh, oh no, yeah. I wasn't really saying that though. Like, <laughs> no, like I no. definitely, I definitely wasn't, I, that was not me. That was not me uh, trying to guilty. This was patronizing you. Oh, listen, you can't guilt me, buddy. I promise. No, I, oh, I already know that, but that wasn't even me trying to do that. That was no. probably me. I was probably envious of you for saying no. I wish <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, that's something that, um, I, and that's another thing. That's a great point. You just brought it up for so long. I'd never said no to anything. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't because I was going to let people down. And I felt like I owed people, you know, my time, which in, in some cases I did because, you know, um, it depends, you know, if they went out of their way and, you know, did stuff for me and, and, you know, we had a relationship like that. I want to, help them out. But one thing I've learned as I've gotten older and um, really only in just the last four years is that uh, you got to make time for you, you know, and you got to, you have to do that. And if you can't do that, then, you know, you, you can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. So it's just like budgeting, right? It's uh, our time, you know, you have to budget your time, you have to budget your resources, you have to budget, you know, your future, it could be a death by a thousand cuts, right? That you never oh, had yeah. this big flesh wound where, you know, somebody took a shotgun to your chest or anything, but, you know, you take a little credit card and just, you know, give you a paper cut all up and down your arm and on your legs, all of a sudden you're bleeding out. So I think that is something that, you know, you've kind of taught me that, you know, family, family should come first, your spouse, your kids, all that stuff should come first. And you're trying to balance all of that. Uh, Brandon taught me the whole concept of future self, uh, yeah, you know, I young Brandon here, he was 25 years old and. I'm about five years older or so than Brandon. I'm 30 and I have a kid now and, and he didn't at that time. He's like, dude, just let your future self worry about that. Enjoy the kids, enjoy the family, go on the trip. Your future self can worry about that. So now yeah. he's not saying do that with credit cards and stuff. Don't throw a bunch of stuff on credit cards and let your future self worry about that in 30 days when it comes in the mail with a 28% interest rate. But I want to get back to your kind of your philosophy is good on life, like about the future self concept and you know, balancing your family and, you know, prioritizing yourself and your family in this job that can be so demanding, especially when you're, we're in one of those professions that the better you are, the more people want you and you don't get paid for a lot of those things. So being able to kind of separate that is good. I want to talk about how you separate your finances. Uh, when it comes to your investing, I love the story that you told, uh, three years ago on the first episode, you and your wife, uh, you know, you both graduate from college, you're at the beginning teacher meeting and there's people with tables and vendors set up and you just decide to go over there and 
fill out a form to sign up for the North Carolina Prudential 401k. Even at the point when I started to learn more about finances, like, dude, we don't have a 401k. Like we're teachers. They don't match it. Like, dude, I do. Like I signed up for it. Like, here's my statement. I was like, oh, I thought we just had a 403b, but in North Carolina, it's kind of rare. We do have the 401k. Can you talk about what you started investing in Yeah, as far as monthly totals, like your first few years teaching and, and the journey that you're on now to year 14, what do you and your wife invest in? Uh, is it 457? Is it Roth IRA? Is it 401k? Is it a mixture of all? And if you don't mind, uh, how much do you invest each month Absolutely. on this your income here in North Carolina? Right. So like you said, um, you know, and I teach this in my, I talk about it in my economics class with my, with my students, because I was 22. Uh, we were both fresh out of, out of college, you know, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know. And I, I knew nothing about investing like whatsoever. I just knew that you're supposed to do it. Um, now what that meant, 22 year old me had no idea, but I was going to, you know, try to figure it out. So like you, like you had said at Northside high school, we had the, uh, um, beginner teachers meeting. There was, you know, a ton of new teachers in Onzo County and they had different booths set up, um, that we, you know, people could go to. And there was a, uh, a gentleman from Prudential, uh, at a booth and there was literally nobody there. And, uh, so I walked over to him and, uh, he gave me the, you know, the rundown on, you know, it's a 401k, it's a state plan. Um, you know, I just fill out a little postcard, literally, um, just fill it out. Uh, it took me two minutes. I got my then girlfriend at the time, Leilani, now my wife to come over, got her to fill one out. And, uh, he said, you know, because he's there, it's going to automatically be deducted from my paycheck. And I, you know, they'll send me the information to, you know, log in to create the account. I'll have access to it and I can contribute more later on down the road. And I, for, I was, I was like, I'll stop right there. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Uh, but I started out, uh, her and I both started out a hundred dollars a month, a hundred dollars a paycheck. Um, that was going into a 401, the 401k, as you mentioned through Prudential. And, um, what we did is, uh, every time we get a, a raise or a step, we would increase it, um, a little bit. Uh, so, you know, the first year went from a hundred dollars to $200, both of us, um, then eventually got up to 350 and we felt pretty good at 350 for a while. Um, then I, you know, then we went up to 500 and now currently we're doing 750, um, which the thing about it that's great with, with that, and I couldn't, you know, I would want to tell every young person that's doing this. If you do it from the beginning, you don't miss that money. From it's because you get a cut, you get accustomed, I think, to um, having money in your check, you know, and then if all of a sudden you start trying to invest, you lose that money from your check. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I was so accustomed to this lifestyle. You right? go backwards. <laughs> exactly. Right. So what was great about it is every time we got a step and, you know, what we could do is the lifestyle we live currently, I'm going to be honest with you. It's very, very much like the lifestyle I lived at 22. Um, you know, again, very much below our means. And the reason we're below our means is, like I said, low maintenance. Um, it's just th- those things were never priority in my life. Uh, and so again, like I said, you know, we're both contributing um, 750 a month in the 401k. And um, it felt like, cause I'd log in and check my account and it's unbelievable how fast it adds up. At first it felt like it, it took forever. It was like a slow, slow, slow. It, it wasn't adding up. Now I'll I remember check. you saying that. I remember like in the young days, yeah. you're like, dude, like you keep <laughs> telling me this compound interest thing. Like, is it bull crap? Like, is this like, it's too good to be true. I remember you saying that yeah. cause you're like, yeah. I've been putting in all this stuff and you pull up this calculator 
And I'm not really seeing it working. I mean, it does take, you know, a decade or so to really get cooking. Oh, and it is. Yeah. Now I have to admit it is. So um, there are day-to-day swings and changes. If I see like something's good, I'll log in. And and, uh, honestly, um, (laughs) when you see that you earned a couple thousand bucks from doing nothing, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, And it's, you know, I, I think it was Warren Buffett said, you know, he's, it's the eighth wonder of the world. Right. Um, and really it is. And it's one of the tricks that I use in my class is to show the kids, you know, my students, the power of it, um, and what it, what it can do. So, um, so yeah, we start out there, it's still riding, it's still going well. Um, you know, it, it switched over from prudential to empower. It's been seamless, smooth. Um, anytime I got any questions to get up with them, they, they're, you know, wonderful people. Um, they help out a lot. So, uh, that's been great. So that's uh, Roth 401k. Um, so, um, we're going to keep it like them. We're going to keep it chugging along. And then, um, we now have uh, Roth IRAs through Navy federal, um, which, uh, we start out, we were doing a hundred dollars a month for that as well. Um, and this is only within, um, this is last two years. Uh, so we started out a hundred, but now we're each doing uh 300 in that. Um, so we got, we have that going, uh, which I think that's, you know, uh, it's been, pretty good as well. Um, made a couple hundred bucks here and there. And at first it's kind of the same thing, you know, it's, it's not really going, but I, you know, I know what's going to come right around the corner, you know, so we're, you know, it's kind of like a set it and forget it plan. And then, um, for my kids, as soon as, um, um, we knew Leilani was pregnant, I opened the NC 529 for them and I do a hundred dollars a month for each one of them. And that gets deducted right out of my check as well. Um, every single month on, at the beginning of the month and yeah um it's going well so you guys are both investing over two thousand dollars a month uh is that right did i have the do i have the numbers right no, it's no, about a thousand each over, a month over right a thousand each up together yes, over two thousand dollars a month right yes sir and yes. so and so that that's and i love the set it and forget it plan i think it's perfect we we get paid um you know, monthly, uh, we know exactly when we're going to get paid. We know exactly how much we're going to get paid. That, that That's another thing that's really makes budgeting easier for teachers because, you know, it, it doesn't fluctuate much. We know what we're going to get and you're able to, you, we are able to set it and forget it in that way. And man, you guys are well on your way. I was thinking about something Dave a minute ago when he was talking about structure and order and he was talking about routines and he was talking about, you know, the way he, and the set it and forget it plan, same thing. It's a, it's a, it's a routine. I used to I used to say that you can always tell if a person's finances are out of control because you just look at how dirty their car is. If their oh. cars if their car's a mess, then their then their then their then their finances are probably a mess too. We might say the same thing about uh, you know our our lifestyles, our routines, and our structure. If we if we struggle with a structured routine lifestyle, we probably struggle with our finances as well. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just me just <laughs> just shooting off the top of my head. But but Brandon, it, like I, I see all the structure and some even watching your teams play uh, football. There there's a structure and an order and 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 you're very good at that in in your coaching life too. So, but uh, I love the set it and forget it plan, man. Yeah, I think the power I think you can do that. It's it's great. The power of making it automatic, right? Life yeah. is a teacher. I mean, when you're a really good teacher, really good teachers can make teaching look easy. But when you are around teachers that aren't really good teachers, Ooh, yeah. uh, you can realize how hard this thing can be. Yeah, For, I think. You know, I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but 
you know, I've been around both of you a long time and I got to teach right next to Brandon for a decade. You know, I think for whatever reason, just, uh, I don't know if it's the coaching or being former athletes or whatever it is. Like, I think teaching has just come fairly naturally. I don't think it's an art. I think it is an art form. I think some people are kind of born with it and you can tweak it or whatever, but, um, you know, it makes it so much easier, you know, when you are naturally good at it, but a lot of teachers aren't. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of difficult things going on. We have our own lives. We've got stuff going on with the government and budget cuts. If you can make it automatic, it's one less thing you've got to worry about, you know, every month that it, it comes out of that check. And I love what he's doing coach, because, uh, when you talk about the fit order of operations, not only does he have a 401k and I, he just, I don't know if he lucked into it or whatever, but he opened up the Roth 401k, which uh, in 2024, you can do $23,000 if you're under 50 into the 401k, and you could do 30,000 if you're 50 or above. What a great example, Brandon Spies, uh and Brandon Akins of if you want to, you know, they're, they're middle income earners. They're two teachers in North Carolina. They probably make a combined, you know, over $100,000 a year, but they really don't have that much of an incentive to lower their current taxable income with like the standard traditional 401k, but they're stacking up $24,000 a year space into Roth versions. And they're never going to have to pay taxes on that. There's no mandatory withdrawals on that. Uh, what a, what a gift that's going to be. Cause again, as we mentioned earlier at 62 years old, they're going to have a pension. They're going to have social security if they decide to take it at 62 and they'll be making $115,000 a year without ever tapping into their investments. Talk about the 4% rule. When you're making $115,000, $120,000 a year, that's the equivalent of having $3 million in the stock market, all from the power of a two-teacher household. We will never see Brandon and Leilani when they retire. They will be traveling all over the world. <laughs> uh, that, so Yeah, we, we venture back and forth between do we want to convert the our house that we currently live in and be completely sustainable and Leilani really wants to get the chickens and do the whole like homesteading thing. And uh, which I completely support, I'll be honest, uh, getting the canning and stuff like that. You know, the world is a, a wild place. Um, you know, we're, we don't have to get into that, but to, speak, to get into something that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have my own, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but um, species said, so, and one thing I like to say um, for that, when you were talking about the car and cleanliness, is uh, I say, I don't know for a fact, but I know it to be true. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what the numbers are on that, but uh, I have some young coaches and teachers uh, that I've kind of mentored in cleanliness of their vehicle because, you know, I've gotten in and I'm like, coach, this is you <laughs> filthy. Like you, people can see this and it's a reflection of you. And so uh, uh, now, you know, getting into certain people's vehicles and seeing it clean, like I think it's just part of, um, you know, like, like you said, that mindset, you know, and I, I am very much a creature of habit. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, I have a routine and I'll be honest with you to a fault. Um, I get up at the same time every single day. I go to the gym, I come home, shower at the same time. I eat the same breakfast every day. I leave the house at the same time every day. Um, yeah, I, very much so, very much so creature of habit. And I think creating those routines, um, you know, some people could say, you know, that it's re too regimental and it's too rigid. Uh, for me personally, that's what I need. I, I think it keeps me sane. It keeps me in order. It keeps me in check. Uh, it doesn't allow me to drift 
um, from, you know, one lane to the other to blow the way the wind blows. Um, I have my direction and I just keep my head down and uh, keep doing my thing. And it's like, you know, it's like coaching. It's like teaching. Um, you know, you put in the work, you, you know, focus on, as Coach Saban would say, you know, the process. Everybody talks about the process. Well, what is the process? Winning national titles, winning state championships. Everybody wants that. But the process is um, it's every single drill. It's every single rep in the drill. It's the fundamentals. And I think if we get the fundamentals right in our day and our daily routines and our, the fundamentals when it comes to finance as well, um, like the set it and forget it, you know, it's that idea of keeping your head down and, and just putting the work in and, you know, it'll pay off in the future. So, yeah. So psychologically speaking, um, really it's for everybody. Um, everybody functions better when they, when they live, live at least close to that way. And we're, we're human, so we're going to get it wrong sometimes, but, the, but the more, more structure we have, the, the, the better we function, the better we do. And, um, and I can see it in my own life when I'm, when I'm, when my lifestyle or my schedules are out of control, I've taken on too much, whatever. I struggle to center myself and get back to what you just said, the fundamentals. But, you know, when I'm coaching a wrestling team. Every single day, we're going to do some of the same drills. I mean, the practices are the same every single day. And when they get out there to wrestle and get ready to compete, everything is second nature because they've done it time and time and time again. And the, all of that relates. There's a relationship there uh, between coaching, teaching, finances, life. You know, there, there, is, there are definitely fundamentals to the way we, we should be doing that. And we, we never get preachy on this show, but you get three coaches together. And next thing you know, we'll start, we'll, we'll get into the coaching philosophy and then it's over. So, yeah, well, I, you know, to piggyback off of that, you were talking about, you know, um, we get into our rhythm, we get into our routines. And, you know, from time to, again, we're human beings, you know, yeah. we're going to human beings do. And sometimes those things aren't necessarily uh, in our best interest, right? Uh, it happens. It happens to all of us. And, um, you know, I read uh, Marcus Aurelius every day um, talking about my routine. You know, I have my circle of reading. And so that's uh, absolutely. No, um, and, and one of the you know, one of the things that it, he says is, you know, we get into a rhythm and sometimes, you know, we fall out of it. Well, we didn't lose the rhythm. The rhythm is still there. You just have to find it again. And so don't torture yourself um, if you fall off of something. Now, this could be, you know, what we're talking about with finance. It could be your daily routines. This could be you know, trying to live healthier lifestyle and maybe you're going to the gym and you're eating healthier and, you know, you, you mess up and you crush a whole pizza. Well, that's okay. You know, you saw the rhythm. The, yeah, right. Yeah. The rhythm is still there, you know, just get back to it. So, and, and, and I think that's vitally important for all of us to hear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would love to just, as we uh, wrap this up, I'm, I'm just making this up right now. Coach, so I'm going to give you space, uh, some time. I'll fire the first question, but I just kind of want to know his thoughts, quick, short answers on different topics in, in the personal finance world. So I'm going to come up with the first question, Spice, which gives you like 20 seconds to make up the second one. So Brandon, I just want to know your quick thoughts on like credit cards. Is this something that is a part of your uh, lives with you and your wife, something you pay off each month or something you abstain from? So we are abstaining currently. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, the interest rates, you know, where they're at. I mean, I know you could do it and pay it off every single month, um, but like we just said, being in a rhythm. Um, we currently, I don't have that as a as a need. I'm I'm blessed in that way. Um, you know, we were just talking earlier. We went grocery shopping and it was uh, not cheap. 
Um, and we can't imagine, you know, how some people out there have to, um, you know, struggle, not just paycheck to paycheck, but they're putting on credit and, you know, what that can do down the road. Now, I do say I do want to look at the option of maybe these cards that have like points or like rewards and things like that, cash back. Um, and potentially that's something I could do down the road. Uh, I don't think that credit cards are necessarily evil. Uh, I think as long as you are able to have them play a role in your life, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, it's just not something currently that, you know, we do. So. All right. You mentioned groceries. Um, what is your budgeted amount per month for a family of four? Uh, seven fifty. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Yeah. But, um, no. we don't eat out a lot. Uh, yeah. I'll be, uh, and so, um, I, like I said, uh, I'm lucky. Um, Leilani works with, uh, another teacher who has her own chickens. And so we pay her, uh, 20, 20 bucks a month. And she, every Friday gives us, you know, eggs from, uh, her chickens, which is, which is great. Um, but, uh, we meal, we meal prep for, for the week. I do my lunches. And like I said, as you can tell, and your listeners can tell, I am very much a creature habit. I have no problem eating the same thing every single day. Uh, and so, um, I try to get my protein up. So a lot of it comes there. We, we definitely, um, I made some changes in the last four years. I stay away from processed and, and stuff like that. That's just not, um, something we want to do. So it is a little more expensive, especially, you know, the current economic climate and state. Um, but I think it's worth it. You know, um, my kids, you know, last night, my son had, you know, fresh berries and cucumbers and, um, you know, grilled chicken for dinner. And he loved it. You know, we try to um, we try to place that at the center of our life. I mean, it's something we do three times a day, four times, five times a day, you know, is eat. And so I think, you know, what we're putting into us is part of um, creating that, you know, healthy lifestyle. You know, uh, we talked about those routines being in a rhythm. I just feel better um when i'm eating whole foods and um you know stuff that we cooked and uh it's just something i believe in so i have so much nostalgia right now yeah because i remember (laughs) brandon would come in with these the same the same lunch he used to eat this like little thing like tuna and we like dude you're like a big former college football player like alignment how are you eating like a little three and a half ounce can of tuna like with two crackers and that's your meal for the day i mean it is so funny because it's actually a flood of memories rushing back. Um, yeah. I, I'm very similar to Brandon, maybe not as regimented as he is, but man, just the good times. I wish one day maybe we'll all work together, but I've got one more question, coach. And if you can whip up another question, then we'll wrap this up. Um, I would love to hear uh, coach Akins, Like, how do you balance? I, I struggle with this as a dad. Um, like I want my kids to have a better life than I was able to have. Like, I want them to have more knowledge. I want them to have more opportunity than I ever had. What is like your, and again, this is short, but I'm asking a long question for a short answer that could be a whole podcast, but like basic philosophies of how do you balance teaching your kids about money and them wanting things, but also trying to teach them that you can't have everything. Uh, It's really a a tricky thing to do. Yeah. uh, Your personal children. Yes. Yeah. It is definitely very, very tricky. Um, especially when you have, uh, you know, a five-year-old, seven-year-old and, you know, young kids like you have, um, they live in this world of instant gratification. You know, we all do. Um, and I, I talk about this with my students, for example, you know, Amazon and being able to purchase stuff on your cell phone has got to be one of the worst things for finance ever created, uh, because it's, you know, you don't have the, 
the pain of, you know, paying cash for something, having to go get it, you know, looking at it, seeing the price, double thinking it, do I want it? Do it, is it really that important? And then the, literally the physical, you know, the pain centers in the brain firing. Um, whereas when you're on your phone, just do it and clicking, you got it. Right. So with, with that and with, you know, being young kids, and of course they want that instant gratification. Um, I try to just be intentional, um, whether it's talking about money or life. Um, you know, I try to, ex- every single day I try to explain to them, you know, that life is not always going to be easy. Life is hard. Um, there's going to be failures. There's going to be roadblocks and you just have to keep chugging along. And, um, when it comes to money, you know, we, uh, we have a system in place for, for them, like an allowance system, essentially, uh, you know, where, you know, they contribute and, uh, they can earn money. Um, and then they can save those things to buy some of the things that they may want. Um, but they, they get upset. Sometimes they're doing much better. Now my daughter is fine with my son. Um, you know, we'll go to Walmart and he's like, dad, can we get a toy? And I'm like, mm, no, I mean, do you have your money with you? Do you know, things like that. So just teaching them the fact that instant gratification is a part of our life now, but you know, we can't live that way, uh, all the time. So, um, it, it can be difficult. And there's been some crying and tears and, and things like that. And luckily, no temper tantrums in the store. Thank, you know, thank the Lord. My kids um, don't do anything like that. But, uh, you know, in this ever-connected instant gratification world, Coach, I'll be honest with you, you know, we're raising adults. We're not raising kids. You know what I mean? And so it, it can be tough. And, like, it hurts your heart sometimes because um, you just want to give in and help them out and let them get what they want. But that's not going to help them down the road. Um, what's going to help them is – you know, ensuring that they have their feet firmly planted and, uh, you know, understand that repercussions of every decision they make, honestly. Uh, so, Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to ask you another question, Brandon. I'm just going to say thank you for being on the show tonight, man. I uh, can't wait for this episode to release. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love for the three of us to be able to work together sometime. That, those would be some fun days, but um wishing you well my friend and uh and once again thank you for coming on the show yeah absolutely i appreciate you guys having me no doubt i know sometimes when i uh to steal from lincoln when i get to talking i get too lazy to stop so um but i do really (laughs) i love uh having a conversation with you guys all the time um i think we have a lot of the you know same shared values and philosophy and ideas when it comes to not just personal finance but teaching coaching life in general family relationships Uh, and i think that's what you have to surround yourself with and um you know keep your circle tight and um trust the people you got and i appreciate you guys having me so yeah hopefully uh it won't be three years uh before the next time you appear on the show but nonetheless we uh appreciate you coming on coach it was a pleasure seeing you and hopefully we can all get together this summer. Absolutely. That'd, That'd be, be great. great. Yeah. And just for all the listeners out there, um, we talked a lot about Brandon and his wife being uh, both North Carolina educators. If you want to know what your pension is going to look like and you want to know what your social security situation is going to look like on Sunday, March 3rd, and uh, just a few weeks here at four o'clock, Brandon and I will be hosting a free navigating orbit workshop. If you're interested, we have 100 spots available. Uh, I think about 50 of those 100 spots are taken up right now. So check out financiallyindependentteachers.com and follow us on Facebook for more information on that. But Brandon, Coach, I really appreciate it. And thank you, of course, to all the listeners for joining us on this week's version of the Fit Educator Podcast. 
We hope you join us for next week's episode. And all as always, excuse me, be frugal, be fearless, and be a lifelong learner. Take care, everybody.